Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. I've got a bit of a weird uh, situational question to ask you about, right? Go on, then. Past three days on the trot for the school run, there's a dead rat, a massive dead rat on its back, like it's passed out drinking. Right. Up against the wall. Up against the wall? Up against the wall right, by this yeah. gym on the way to Thea's school. And uh, it's awful. To the point this morning, Theo was going, uh, dead rat, where are you? Dead rat, oh, there he is. And I thought, this can't be a part. This can't be the school run. This is not what we're doing. But like, is it, what do I do? Do I call someone? How, how do you deal with a dead rat? A I massive if, one as if well. If it was a live rat, I'd call someone because uh-huh. that's like an infestation. If it's dead, I'd say that's on the local wildlife. Well, for like a... Well, who's, who's well, getting no, rid of that? As in, that's on foxes. That, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or the cats. You sing uh, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we all go to sleep at night, then cats come out to play, foxes come out and do all their screeching and all that kind of stuff. That's up to them. That's that's like they, the circle of life, as Elton John would say. That's not the, what The Lion King was all about. Obviously, it's a grim ending. <laughs> but uh, this thing's the size of like a, a, a small sports bag. It's absolutely massive. So it's Are you gonna, sure it's a rat? It's a proper a proper rat. Big old tummy hanging out and everything. Awful. It a vole. Really? They're even bigger. So, but whose who's responsibility is, is dead vole? Is well, there a section I think of... that's swans. Really? Yeah, because voles come out of rivers, don't they? Well, so you've got a very... In, in your yeah, mind, yeah. you've got a very interesting, like, connection between certain <laughs> dead animals and then who's next up in the pecking order to take them away. Yeah, but that's that's where you get the apex predator from. Like, your shark will eat your fish, will eat your, you know, your, your shrimps and all that kind of stuff. You get animals at the top of the trunk, and that's your apex predator. Apex predator sounds like a Gerard Butler movie that you definitely watch. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Daily I don't want to start the show uh, this afternoon, this evening, on, on like a bit of a downer, but today is quite a sad, sad day, What's happened? I'm afraid. I'm afraid to say that uh, this morning, uh, our four-year-old daughter, Thea, has asked me politely if I could stop doing the car wash joke anymore. Oh, I don't know the car wash joke, but it's always awful when you get told to stop doing a joke. Really, really like politely by your own kid as well. Mm. So just to clarify, I think I've mentioned this on the show a few weeks back, uh, I like doing this same dad joke every single morning on the school run. And basically, if I'm taking the two girls, Stella and Thea, on the school run in the morning. We always go past a big old car wash on London Road mm. in South End, and I always joke that I'm going to put them in for, like, a toes and behind-the-ears wash. A good joke. And then pretend that, you know, how much it costs, that kind of thing. But I do it every single day without fail, because yeah. it's a dad's prerogative. Yeah. Uh, but finally, uh, Thea's had enough and has just said, uh, Daddy, can you please stop doing it? <laughs> and I feel like my heart might have broken. Uh, and I want to put it out there, like, if, I don't know if you've been banned from doing something. Yeah, It yeah, could yeah. be in the house, outside the house, or if anyone said to you, can you stop doing something, please, get in touch and tell us what it is. It hurts It hurts the most when it's the kids, and that's the yeah. one that comes straight to mind. Um, thankfully, this is a little bit in the past now, but uh, I can remember when I got told to stop picking us up from the car park round the corner from school. Oh. Because what I would do is I would I would park there, because there's plenty of parking spaces, yeah, yeah. but then what I'd do is they would walk through with all their schoolmates and I would fall asleep. Oh, right, so you look like you might be living yeah, in the yeah, car. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd, have, I'd have put the seat back, I'd have got the windows down, and of course they are walking past. They can't ignore me because they've got to get in that car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All their mates would see me just like... <laughs> Catching <laughs> flies, mouth open. It was like, Dad, can you just stop parking there? So you've been banned from just being in the proximity. Exactly. They still want the lift home, but just like somewhere else, mate. Well, I mean, I used to, I used to, a couple of times a week, take my my eldest in to you know walk her into school, and then I remember the day she told me she didn't want that anymore. They want me anywhere near the school gates. Soul destroyer. And I'm cool, man. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Uh, Shelley's tweet to say I was told not to dance to a song on Absolute Radio, obviously this morning by my seven year old, and to be honest, it felt like a slap around the face. <laughs> Tony got banned from eating peppered smoked mackerel. <laughs> 
Uh, buy an X is probably a, uh, a pertinent piece of information here. That might have been a deal breaker. Do you know what? I'm obsessed with that because you know, like, if you go to like a bed and breakfast and stuff, right? Do you remember there's the normal? There's a normal like you can have the fry up and everything, but kippers yeah. has always been a thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember having kippers when it was the very start of my relationship with Mother Half Katie, and you get a lot of tiny bones in your mouth, and I feel like our relationship nearly ended. <laughs> Her watching me pull fish bones out me gob at seven thirty in the morning. But if you can work past that, then you know there's there's longevity. Exactly. We're, you know, we're Teflon from this point. She's seen me eat kippers, man. Uh, Shane says, uh, my daughter kept telling me to stop putting tomato ketchup on my beans, and that hurt as well. So you can you can feel the pain that's coming through tonight. Do join us. Liam in Wimbledon says, uh, when my daughter was in the last year of primary school, she asked me if just mum could come to parents' evening. Uh, she was tired of me mentioning I was an ex-teacher. I was gutted. <laughs> Hurts so much, this stuff, doesn't it? Uh, Grace says, my 10-year-old has banned me from singing along to the radio in the supermarket. In her words... It's weird. It's embarrassing. Uh, and he's got the same thing. He says, banned from singing, tapping, whistling or humming by my seven-year-old daughter and my wife. Uh, Ray, what have you been told not to do? I've been banned by my son, 13 years of age, of not coming into the living room when we're watching the Arsenal with his friend. Not, and I have to wear slippers or socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to be, be barefoot because he said to me, we just don't do that, man. Well, it's, <laughs> it's not a piano bar, all right? You can, you can walk into your own lounge barefoot. What's going on here? This is ridiculous. This is, this is exactly what I said, Bush. I said, well, you're under my roof, son. You'll yeah. do what I tell you to do. Absolutely. Well said. Well said indeed. Now, is is there a difference if it's just you and him watching and he hasn't got his mates over watching the Arsenal? Are you then allowed to be barefoot? Is it really he does not want his mates to see your feet? That's correct, yeah. So if, so if we're just watching football alone, then that's absolutely fine. Those bad boys yeah. come out if it's just you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you wear if you have to put your... Have you got a set of slippers in? We've got moccasins or Arsenal slippers. What's the thing? I was just recently bought some of these... Uh, I don't know what you call them, really. Like a moccasin with a fur lining wow. for my wife. So, yeah, I think they're a bit more of an outside shoe, but that... Apparently they are slippers. I can well, talk to him about all day. Well, Ro, look, if we go and win this league, I will go to the armory and buy you some Gunnosaurus slippers to celebrate, my friend. That would be fantastic, mate. And I think we will. Up the, up the Arsenal! Genuinely going to record this bit and play it to you when it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been banned from doing? Roy says, uh, my 28-year-old daughter has banned me from adding her boyfriend to any adult group chats I have with my friends on WhatsApp or Messenger. <laughs> Bit of previous going on there. What's Roy been up to? Uh, Dan says he's been told to stop consistently taking the largest slices of bread from the middle of the loaf to make my sarnies. <laughs> Apparently I'm wrecking all the others and I'm leaving the bag in a complete state. <laughs> now, of course, it can go the other way. This text says, my 15-year-old son's banned me from wearing his tracks suits and saying yo bruv to him in public as a result I'm now doing it even more that's a red rag to a bull isn't it red rag to a bull right we've got Vanessa on the line who's calling us from work uh, so she's keeping her voice down Vanessa what have you been banned from doing I've been banned from bibbing at my son as I drive past him because he won't get in the car with me anymore he's too cool now but he, he told me off because every time I bib the horn it makes him jump and then he's crossed me because he's because he's jumped <laughs> And how old is your lad? Um, he's he's almost sixteen now. Wow! And so, an, an interesting use of bibbing. Yeah, I, I've never. Uh, I mean, I call it beep. What do you call it? Beeping. I always go with beeped. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you a, a bibber? Yeah, bibber. You should try a beep next time. You might find that less embarrassing. Yeah, you might see that one coming. <laughs> well, 
he regrets it now because now I tap on the window as I pass and Paul faces at him. You're a nightmare. <laughs> She's a nightmare, Mum. <laughs> Talking about bibbing versus beeping, we've just asked on Twitter, it seems like this is just the tip of the iceberg. People call it all different things. We might have to revisit that at some point in the future on this show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We get together come up with a crowdsourced idea for a great movie based on someone's wants and needs rather than you stressing yourself about what to pick. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is uh, the way you can email us. Brian has, Brian Seabrook, got in touch, says, hello Bush and Richie, we need to help you. Please help a dad with his daughter in your film club this week. I am a robotics engineer in Cambridge. Oh, all right, Bamba Gascoigne. <laughs> uh, I'm a robotics engineer in Cambridge. I was hoping that maybe my daughter Stacey would be interested in following my footsteps. Oh. Sadly not, it appears. She says she is adamant at the moment she wants to do something way more interesting. Fair enough. What film about robots, or at least with a robot in, could we watch together so I can prove to her that robotics is cool? Cheers, guys. Brian Seabrook. Right, so he wants he wants a movie that's got, like, a good robot in it, an impressive robot. He does want that, and bear in mind, there is pressure on him here because he wants to impress on his daughter. Well, let, let me chuck my hat in the ring with this one, right? Uh, one of my favourite films ever is the 1979 sci-fi, show me age here, mm-hmm. The Black Hole. Uh, and it is, uh, there's some, a couple of great robots in it, but the, my favourite robot is like this hovering red robot called Maximilian. Yes. And he's absolutely terrified. I think he, I, I'm pretty sure he's a baddie in it. And he's got like, um, you know, um, when he whisks something? Yep. He's got like them for hands, <laughs> but with like blades on it. <laughs> And he just hovers towards you really slowly. It would take him ages to get you, but he's just hovering around. <laughs> I'm just wondering whether you are fulfilling Stacey's stereotypes there of what Paul Bryan does. Yeah, I don't think I'm helping that family out. In any, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone. you are. I've gone very different. I've gone Big Hero 6. That's a great film. Which is a great film, and I've just discovered, as I've looked it up, is depressingly nine years old. Is it really? Yeah, isn't that horrible? I saw my eldest daughter, Erin, to go and watch that at the cinema. <laughs> took, took mine too. It's just horrendous to find it's a cuddly, that out. a cuddly robot. Cuddly, cuddly it, robot. Yeah, but a plus-sized, uh, as IMDb describes right. uh, Baymax here. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> so there's, there's two different ends of the robot spectrum there, Very Maximilian so. yeah. and yeah. whatever his name. And what, Baymax that deflates. Deflating Baymax. Deflating Baymax. <laughs> so uh, quite a few people have been tweeting about it, but every photo of Baymax, he's hugging people from behind. I think he might be an office pest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's different times it's now. It's not the vibe that I got from the movie, but if that's what you've taken from it. He said he inflates and deflates. I don't, I don't like the cut of his chip. Uh, <laughs> um, Ian is putting forward uh, Rogue One, oh. uh, which is, of all the new Star Wars movies, I would say... Yeah. Out in the lead by a long, long way. There's some great robots on that. Well, the, the, I, don't, I can't remember his name, but the comedy robot and that's brilliant. K2PO or something, is it? It's something like that. K, K-pop? No, that's a type <laughs> of new... <laughs> Two dads just giving it their best shot tonight. It is like. something like that. It's K... K-pop 2 K- that's K-pop what it is. K-pop <laughs> Oh, dearie me. We wonder why oh, we get banned. so embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Quick update. Uh, K2SO was the name of the... <laughs> so, K-pop and R2SO, whatever you... Some of them sound like a, a redundancy slip earlier on. You weren't that far off. Wasn't that far off. Just wanted to clear that one up. Uh, a lot of people saying, uh, what about Real Steel with a mango chutney-loving Hugh Jackman? Of course, our guest on Monday Night very Show. Good. And we still debate the mango chutney thing. Thanks very much. Uh, Martin and Harford, she wants to put forward uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Marvin the Paranoid Android. An iconic film robot. What about Ex Machina with a bit of sexy robot action? 
Don't get enough sexy robots these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> Off the back of your Baymax comments. Oh, yeah, that's a good uh, point. <laughs> Scott, what do you reckon? My choices would be old school classic of Short Circuit. Mm-hmm. Right. And for a more modern take would be iRobot. OK, can I just pick you up on, on Short Circuit? That's one of the worst robots in the world, Johnny Five. Oh, Johnny Five. No. He's terrible. He's an absolute calamity. It's like some others do have him, but like a robot, him going down a road accidentally hooked onto the back of a double-decker bus on roller skates. <laughs> That's Johnny Five. That Scott, is. I'm going to stand with you on this. I'm going to stand with you. Uh, I, I, I don't like seeing a Steve Guttenberg movie talk badly about. Well, I don't think you can have a patois-speaking robot in this day and age. I don't think you do the voice no more. Do you know what I mean? It ain't the Bridgewater Carnival, mate. What's your other one, Scott? iRobot. That's that's not a bad film. (laughs) (laughs) He'll let that one through. This text here says, got to be short circuit. Don't worry, guys. Uh, I'm I'm having intensive chats with him after that previous phone call. It's not thrown out just yet. Uh, How about this? The text goes on. Uh, Or batteries not included. Terrible film. Little robots floating around an old people's home. Oh, yeah, I don't want to watch that, please. <laughs> what do they do? Hang around the medicine cabinet. Uh, We've got some great suggestions tonight. Keep them coming in. We're going to make an adjudication on this in the next five, ten minutes on the show. We've got Rosie on the line. Oh, Rosie, what would you like to recommend film-wise that's got a good robot in it? Oh, Bicentennial Man. I don't think I've ever watched Bicentennial Man. Is that Robin Williams? It is. It's absolutely legendary. So we need a film that's going to get young Stacey to fall in love with uh, robotics. Uh, mm-hmm. Why is Bicentennial Man that film then? Tell us what happens. Uh, he, he starts off as a robot and then slowly but surely gets turned into a human. And you can't not fall in love with Robin Williams, so you cannot not fall in love with Robotronics. That's a good point. Has he got, like, lasers or anything? Does he do anything like that? Robin Williams. So I don't think it, he needs lasers. Is there any special effects or is it just Robin Williams with a slight hue of kind of like a like silver about him, like a robot? Yeah, he has the silver about him. Um but then he also has the the he just starts to get the feelings. Right. Oh I <laughs> now you've got him. I think we've all been there. <laughs> We all wish we could go from a human to a robot. Yeah. 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 Rosie, it's a good suggestion. We're going to leave it there. Um, the show's getting giggly. Uh, it's a good suggestion. Thank you very much. Thank you. A late shout for Blade Runner from Lauren in Southport. Again, uh, we mentioned sexy robots earlier on in Ex Machina. That's sexy holograms. Thanks for that, Lauren. Uh, Rich F says, there's been a lot of chat tonight about the terrible movie Short Circuit. Uh, Rich says, uh, I've just Googled it, and apparently a bloke in Nottingham has spent £20,000 recreating his own Johnny Five. <laughs> and this is the best bit. Apparently it lives in his annex. <laughs> it's in the annex. Look, I know you're not going to like this, and I know there's going to be kickback. Uh, first of all, if a bloke in Nottingham has an annex, to build a Johnny Five. Yep. That says a lot about the popularity of the movie, as does the sheer volume of texts and tweets that have come in for Short Circuit tonight. By volume alone, we have to listen to our listenership. It's got to be Short Circuit. Unbelievable. It is. I'm not I'm never trusting this slot again. I hope he enjoys the film. This is The Daily Takeaway. Well, it is a real honour to welcome to the show the legend that is uh, Eugene Levy. Uh, Eugene, welcome to the show. Just had uh, your glasses cleaned by Richie Firth. It was a, it was a lovely moment. I thought. 
Yeah, yeah love, uh, lovelier for me, I think, <laughs> because they actually got clean. <laughs> he, he, he's, his bag's full of stuff, but it, very rarely does anyone need anything that's in there. So this is, this is a big moment for Richie. Bit of a unique moment for uh, me. But, but it's a bit of a revelation to know that, you know, you never really know what you need. And exactly. that's why when you've got it on you. <laughs> yeah. I get mocked for travelling around with <clears throat> such a big bag, but I've just been able to help Eugene Levy clean his, his glasses. That's right. So well, you've got, a little, think... you've got a little tissue in that bag that... Uh, actually cleans uh, glasses. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. can put that on so your LinkedIn. You have a little nasal drip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sounds you like you a could also <laughs> use it at that. <laughs> but you. I wouldn't advise you putting it back on your glasses after that because it might defeat the purpose. You're then committed to using it for only yeah. nasal purposes. <laughs> I would I would think so. Nicky, yeah, he wants to diversify. Uh, Eugene, it's amazing to have you yeah. on the show. We're going to talk about your, your brand new show, Reluctant Traveller, in yeah. just a second. The thing sure. that I, I, I immediately hit us when you walked in the room and also uh, watching uh, your program which is out tomorrow is how amazing you look okay you look amazing uh you 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 wow you you am i right in saying I've you're 75 a 76 76 actually. and you yeah. look at least 10 years younger i just wanted to start by asking you what is your secret what's the secret to your uh to your appearance is it a morning uh dip in an ice bath is uh, it uh push-ups de- de- desert blood i think <laughs> desert blood desert, where can i get that desert blood yes it's uh it's kind of uh you know kind of an, an israeli thing maybe it's okay. a uh, you know kind of a, a jewish middle east kind of situation okay right? So there's no. I mean, for, have I got not, any hope? I, I, I would say on the other end of the spectrum from being Irish. Okay, so there's a, there's a lot going on in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it helps. It's been working so far. Yeah. Well, you look even more important now that Richie's cleaning your glasses. That's the main thing. <laughs> well, do you see how important that was? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What a wonderful beginning to a chap just by having clean lenses. There you go. There um, you go. Thank you, Richie. The show is the Reluctant Traveller. Uh, you open up the first episode by describing yourself as a 75 year old. We've now established you've aged a year since filmed. Um, <laughs> That's what he'd remind you. That you, yes. that you Sadly speaking. It yeah. does happen. Yeah. That you don't look forward to travelling. But I would have thought, due to the person that you are and some of the cherished roles that you've played, that you might not look forward to travelling, but you do always get a good welcome. Well, that's interesting. Um... Uh, the welcomes, uh, yeah, yeah, are getting, you know, I would say I've had some lovely welcomes, you know, over the past 20 years or so. Yeah. You know, and before that, nothing to write home about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just a welcome. Just acknowledgement. Just, just a welcome. But uh, now it's been kind of a welcome. Well, well, well can, can we ask where um, the, the, the dislike of the travel came from? You know, you are the reluctant traveller. Was there an inciting incident that started this all off? A bad no, holiday? I, ju- I just, you know, for, for me, qu- quite honestly, traveling or, you know, vacationing, and I mean, traveling for work is one thing. That's, you, you do what you have to do. But vacationing, I, you know, I would, I, I wouldn't need much. I would need like, you know, for me, it's either, you know, a, a beach or a pool. Okay. A pina colada. <laughs> uh, maybe a round of golf. <laughs> The simple and things. And then where do you where do you go for a good steak? <laughs> <laughs> and I could do that every day. <laughs> and because I found it relax, it's totally relaxing. And I don't have to think about anything. And all you're doing is you you deserve this 
time of just doing nothing but yeah. basking in the sun and 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 you know having a good meal or maybe it was something you enjoy doing <clears throat> traveling on a vacation with you know uh, not the family when the kids were small we did the same thing we'd go to a resort with a pool and a beach i didn't mind that at all but traveling where you've got a list of, you know, sightseeing things, your to-do list, things you must do. You've yeah. got to go to this museum. You've got to see this bridge. Then you got to go and look at this statue. And then you got... And there's, you know, and from the time you start packing, for me, which is always kind of anxiety-ridden, <laughs> because you never, you know, once you get down to it, what do you actually take? What do you need? Yeah. Well, you don't just need the essentials. Do you want to have options? Yeah. All right. Well, you, you need some options. So, how, what, what, what degree of options do you actually need? Now you're packing, and now you're a nervous wreck. Okay. <laughs> so then you get the stuff in the bag, and then finally that's done. Now you're off to the airport, and then how, how busy is the airport? And it's kind of busy today. Security. All right. Do you want to get in line? This line. This line over here. Not this line. Get in this line. Thank you. And move quickly. And now off. You're taking off your watch. You're taking off your belt. You're taking off your 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 coat, your jacket, Shoes. Your, your wallet, your thing, and everything's going in, you know, seven filthy bins <laughs> uh, that are now rolling away from you, and your life is now, where is it? Where are my valuables? And then you get to the end, and you've got a guy saying, is this your bag? <laughs> yeah, that's my carry-on. Do you want to come over here, please? Do you want to open it up? Yeah, uh, take out this. Take it. Take it out. Take out this. I said, you know, what? What, what are you looking for? Just take out the stuff. <laughs> Just take it out. And they finally get to the bottom of the bag, and you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, nose hair trimmers. <laughs> and now you got to put all your stuff back in the bag, and 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 then you got to go over quickly to your bins because now you've held up the line. Yeah. So now you're taking, putting stuff back, putting stuff back. You finally make it to the gate. <laughs> Go to take out your laptop and realize you don't have it. Because <laughs> you left it in a bin. Can you go back to security and get it? No. Once you leave security, you can't go back in. Now it's a nightmare, and all you want to do is go back home. Yeah. Boy, I, and we're not even on the plane no, I'm, I'm stressing and thinking about it. We've got uh, a great understanding of, of, of now why mm. you are such a reluctant traveller. You've had the mm. chance now, but in, in, in this series, to see some amazing destinations. As a, as a paranoid Brit, what is your first impression and the things you take away from time in the UK and London? Well, London I, I, I love. I mean, it's not the, the reluctance thing. I mean, I have to preface this. By saying, because people kind of think, well, this is a great premise for the show. This is like, it's almost like, uh, what can you do to make a show comical? Right. That wasn't the, that wasn't the premise of this show. It wasn't, it wasn't the intention at all. I, I, this was pitched to me as a straight travel show about hotels. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and would you like to host it? <laughs> and, you know, when you first hear that, I say, a show about hotels, all these exotic, luxurious hotels around the world. Yeah. And when you hear it, you go, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what a gig. <laughs> and then the more you think about it, 
why do they want me to do it? Because I, you know, I mean, do, do they know? I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not fond of traveling. I don't hate traveling. Yeah, I just don't love traveling. I don't um, I I don't love it, and I'm not the I'm not as a person. I'm not I'm not uh, a curious. You know, I don't I, have I'm an inquisitive not, I don't mind have a great sense from. of adventure. I really don't. So I'm and and when. Uh, so thinking about it, I'm going, I don't have the attributes myself to do a show like this. Do I have to pretend to be somebody else? Yeah. Or, I mean, how do I uh, be? I, so anyway, I'm on the phone with the powers that be, the, the Apple TV Plus people and the producer of the show trying to get me to do it. And I'm giving them reasons why I, I'm not the right person for the show on the phone and I'm and I'm hearing laughs on the other end. Everything I'm saying is like getting laughs. I'm thinking, well, this is good. This is all working, yeah. you know, and, and it's not a heavy conversation. And I'm making my point and there, and there we go. Because I said no about three times before I even got to that conversation. And after that conversation, what I didn't know was they got, they phoned each other up right after that conversation and said, that's the show. <laughs> That's, the That's the show. It's everything we're talking about, but it's somebody who doesn't want to travel. Yeah. That gives the show an edge. It's That's the personality of the show yeah. that we need. And then they called me again and pitched that to me, and I got it. I understood that. I said, okay, so I can be myself. You know, I don't have to love everything about what I'm doing. No, no, no. This is it. You be you. And that's the show. I said, okay, well, I get that. I get. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you talk about an edge. The episode where you're in South Africa and you go on safari and, and they stop the truck. You have to get out on foot and walk in a line. You've got an armed guard. Did you feel that sometimes things were escalating a little bit out of your control? Because I felt scared for you. You must have felt quite terrified during that particular episode. Uh, for, uh, uh, some of these trips, um, I, I wasn't really at ease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sounds like a default setting, to be honest with night, you. <laughs> night hiking in the rainforest in Costa Rica. Yeah. You know, they had that planned. And, you know, a lot of these things, they, they, they say, this is what we want you to do. My thing is, okay, try it. Try it. That's why I'm here. Um, I didn't love it. Yeah. Is there anything you would definitely not do? Have you got, like, a line in the sand on things like, uh, Eugene won't do this, that, whatever? Well, anything to do a lot with, you know, what? yeah, there was one. I, I said no to one thing that was proposed at the beginning of the season. Uh -huh. When they, they allowed me to, you know, go, you know, here are the list of potential places we're going to. Where, do you, where don't you want to go? So I would say, well, let's rule out, you know, this country because, you know, I don't, the weather's probably bad. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to go to Finland because I figured, where where are you going to get a good meal? <laughs> uh, but they proposed at one time uh, a boat, <clears throat> a hotel that was on kind of a river boat. Right. Mm -hmm. Very luxurious hotel rooms on this boat going down the Amazon River in Brazil. Please tell me that's correct. It is in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and that sounded wow! And you look out, and you just you just see the jungle going by. That's how you wake up in the morning. And my thing was, what happens if somebody kind of comes in, kind of panicky, saying we've got a leak? <laughs> <laughs> the boat is leaking. <laughs> yeah. Where 
who's there to, how do we get out of there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to be caught in a boat in the Amazon (laughs) swimming for my life (laughs) in that river. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So So I said no (laughs) to that. (laughs) That that did not make the cut. I'm looking at the list of countries. Obviously, your negotiation skills, though, Eugene, I don't want to be rude, but you, you say, I didn't want to go to Finland. That appeared to end up being the first in the series. So that negotiation didn't go great. Uh, no. Well, listen. You know, I'm. I'm. Uh, you know. So, so, so. You know. Some people. You know, may t- tend to think that. You know. You know what I'm saying. You know, sometimes gets. You know, set in stone. But I'm. 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 Um, uh, in, in a negotiating position, yeah. I'm really weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you, you've, you've done a series where you've put yourself out of your comfort zone. You should be commended for that. It's a good thing. You've kind of opened doors. Uh, has this led to maybe a, a broadening of your horizons? I wonder whether you could put reluctant before anything else uh, that may, you might have a little phobia or dislike of. Reluctant sailor, reluctant swimmer, reluctant uh, trampoline. I, 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 I think that, you know, once, once, once we get into that kind of thing, I, I think the phrase one note samba <laughs> comes into mind it's it's not something that i think would bode well for my you know for my future uh, unless they were paying extremely well in which case you know I'll, I'll sell my soul but uh which is not true um no i i, I no think other phobia that, that you'd like to tackle here's the thing here's the thing though about this that is unusual the first time in my uh career 50 plus years that I've been on camera as myself. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. I've, uh, my career has been spent doing uh, character work, you know? And the further removed from me the character is, the more comfortable I am. Hmm. I'm not really comfortable being the guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be the guy in the front of the room of a crowd of people doing the entertaining I'd rather be in the back of the crowd watching yeah. a really funny, talented person up in the front entertaining the people. Yeah. So I've never done, I've never been on camera as myself before. So the, the, the hosting of this show, which is another reason why I, I was, I, I said no in the beginning, uh, is just I didn't think I was the person because I'm not in my real uh, life. I'm not a chit-chatter. You know, I don't open up conversations readily with people I don't know mm. or, you know, haven't met or, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Somebody in the grocery store line saying, you know, uh, hey, night, what do you think of the weather today? Isn't it funny? <laughs> Two days of sun in a row. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's it. I don't continue the conversation because I don't know why I should, you know. So here we're talking to people. I know these travel shows, you're always, t- you know, you're, de- you're meeting people and traveling and talking to people. And I, didn't, I, don't, I you know, I didn't have that gift. That's one of the reasons I said no to it. So when I did agree to do it, I knew that was something I had to work on. Unfortunately, I'd be working <laughs> on it on camera. <laughs> but um, there were certain skills that, a uh, skill set that I didn't think I had that I knew I'd have to, 
bring to the fore? Well, we've loved it. It's yep. it's the perfect antidote to, to troubled times, and I think it's going to change change what a lot of people will think about you in a wonderful way. Wikipedia describes you as a, being a, a specialist for playing flustered and unconventional characters, and that, as you've said, is so opposite to the person that you are, uh, and we've loved it, and we've loved having you in and, and talking about the show. Thank you so much. Well, this was an absolute... Uh an absolute pleasure. And I have so much more to say, so, you know, <laughs> if we could extend about 15, 20 minutes. We'd love be, that. We'd love we that. We would love that. That would be good. Yes. But thank you. Thank you for the thank tissue. You. Uh, Do you want your glasses you cleaned the, again? Or your clean good? glasses? Uh, no, you know, overkill. No, that's fine. <laughs> overkill. <laughs> Got to be careful. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. And there you go, there's the show. I feel slightly unresolved about the... Richie's just blinded me with different animals and apex predators about the, the rat. You did know about apex predators? Not really, no. I didn't really? Know. I'm like, all right, then swan. Who deals with the dead swan? The queen. <laughs> oh, so no, she's dead now. Um, the king. <laughs> we'll leave that there.